I could just yeah. talk for another hour on, or... But, you know, people this, probably still aren't listening at this yeah. point anyway, so... <laughs> this episode's going to be 19 hours long. <laughs> hey there, I'm Jordan. And I'm Nick. We're just two regular guys who love talking about film. And now, we'd like to talk to you. We decided to break down our discussions into three parts. Because everyone loves a gimmick. We discuss our expectations for a film before we watch it. That's take one. We give our immediate thoughts following the film. That's take two. And finally, we research the film at length to prepare for an informed and in-depth discussion. And that's take three. So if you love film even half as much as we do, join in on the conversation. This is take three, a movie podcast. Take one. Can you not eat gross things in front of me? What? It's not gross. Carrots aren't, but that hummus is. It's really like hummus. Sue me. And carrots are so good. Ugh. I can smell your jealousy from here. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) I'll share. It's not jealousy. It's puke. I'm not a hummus (laughs) fan. I love carrots, but... I don't even know. I don't need, like. I'm not even a huge fan of ranch. Like, I ranch is fine. We're gonna lose a lot of listeners. I'm willing to risk that, honestly. Like, I I like ranch, and I'll have a salad with ranch on it. Like, I definitely. I think I'm much more partial to Italian dressing. But what I'm saying is, is that like, I think a carrot is only as good as what you're putting on it. And for me, like, there's really nothing great to put on a carrot. I don't know. I'm looking for new suggestions. There are, I feel like there are several vegetables that are merely vehicles for other yeah, things. Yeah. Like, do you like peanut butter and celery? Is that something that you enjoy? This is going to come off like I'm like super particular about this stuff. You're just lining up things that I don't hate and I will eat, but I'm just, it's just not like, you know what I mean? It's just not like what I would prefer, yeah. you know? Oh my God. This weekend, I, I went back home. And uh, my dad, I saw my dad had a plate of tomatoes. Like he had a plate, he had a tomato that he sliced up. So it was a plate of tomato slices. And there's a jar of peanut butter right next to it with like a knife in it. And I was like, are you putting peanut butter on your tomatoes? And he was like, yeah, why? And apparently that's a thing he grew up with. I don't, don't, nothing I've ever heard of before. And that kind of does not sound appetizing. But if there's anyone out there that does that, you should let us know. Yeah. I don't know. That's that is that seems it so sounds weird gross. I'm a I'm a pineapple on pizza supporter, so we can be anarchists together, I suppose. I like I was literally just having a conversation about this. I like pineapple, I like pizza. It doesn't necessarily make sense that I wouldn't like them together. My only issue with pineapple pizza, because I, I I have eaten it before, it's good. I feel like like hot pineapple isn't as good as like cool like cool cold pineapple. You know what I mean? Yeah, but like warm fruit is not that crazy of an idea. Like no. I'll, I'll, I like a good warm apple pie or a blueberry pie or yeah yeah. I don't know. I think that was I I remember bananas Foster. I remember being Sorry. no no no. I just like I remember being completely flabbergasted at the idea of like warm applesauce. Cause like Ooh, yeah. I'd always had like the little cups that were cold, and then yeah, somehow I yeah. had it warm in in my life, and it was like, oh wow, this is this is good too. Like, you're <laughs> right. 
oh my god we're like on a movie podcast um we're doing screen today yes <laughs> this has been a long time coming because i have really wanted to do this for a long time and i knew that the only way we could do it is if we had a specific guest on um and our guest will show up and take two her name is shelly she is my cousin she is uh as i've said before one of the driving forces as to me being such a horror movie fan and this is one of her all-time favorite movies she's seen it tons and tons of times and uh i know she has some interesting stories about the ways that she used to watch it and I'm not kidding. Like, I think that take two and three are going to be detailed. Like, they're just going to have a lot of, <laughs> of personal stuff because she has a lot to say on screen for sure. And it's going to be something that probably I will take a backseat on because I don't have a lot of personal stories with this movie. I forget. Or we're not doing all four. Are we just doing the first one? We're going to do the first one. However, I at least have a special place in my heart for all four. I'm not saying that each and every one of them are masterpieces, but I think the majority of them are really good, enjoyable, fun horror movies. And mm -hmm. uh, I just, I see the conversation going, you know, comparing the other ones and talking about the franchise in general. So I do recommend moving forward in this podcast that you have seen Scream 1, 2, 3, and 4. But yeah, the focus is going to be on the revelation that is 1996's Scream. Wes Craven yeah. is the man that made me want to become a filmmaker. He just a couple of years ago passed away and it's still, I've not been able to cross it off my bucket list of like, wanting to meet him and thank him for <laughs> all of that. So, um, do you know where he's buried? No, but I feel like it would be really, um, you can't be the first person to be curious about like going to visit his gravesite. No, if he has one. no, no, I'm not that. I like, I, I feel like it would be really tempting to like, want to try to reanimate him. And that would be like, it's illegal <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. But like going and talking to his grave, I totally would do that. I don't, yeah, I would. It's something, something to look into yeah, for take three, I guess. I, I'll have to write that down. I just, he, him as a, as a person, he is such like a kind and warm soul. And he made some of the most horrific movies that I've ever really, I mean, like movies that scarred me as a child. I remember he also directed Nightmare on Elm Street and I was afraid to go to sleep for a long time. <laughs> but then he also did things like The Hills Have Eyes and... Uh, Last House on the Left, which are like movies that you would think like the person's got to be absolutely crazy. And he's not. He Or he wasn't. He was such a, a kind, calm, very like normal guy. Yeah. It's interesting how that works out because I feel like Stephen King is very much yeah. that as well. Yep. Some of the twisted things that he comes up with, but he's just this like lovable, fluffy funny relatable guy in real life and that's i don't know yeah. that's fascinating to me i definitely will want to talk more about wes craven especially when shelly gets here <laughs> um i'm really looking forward to watching this movie it's not like i don't watch it all the time uh currently it's on netflix and i watch it to fall asleep sometimes i normally get about <laughs> to the party scene when they they actually you know have the big party that's kind of like the end but it obviously lasts a very long time it, oh I can, you know what and this is why i need to do a little bit of research i was thinking i wasn't gonna have to but um i should because 
this party scene is like it's it's named like seeing some number and um obviously it's very extensive you know and so they ha- i feel like there are people that have shirts that were like i survived this you know this particular scene it was like a big deal once they finished this it was like the party house scene is this iconic thing but it's also apparently was a beast to get through for the <laughs> casting crew interesting yeah and then i also i found out about this too late but do you remember last year me bringing up the fact that like it's in california but like they they have like the a con. tour yeah it's like a, a place where you can actually go and like oh and sleep over the yeah, house like attend a, yeah, a big yeah. party a screen themed party at that house and it's just like mm-hmm. i can't believe that i missed i don't I, i'm sure i feel like it was pretty expensive anyway i don't know that i would have been able to have swung cra- traveling cross country for it but um <laughs> that's another thing like well okay first you know total bucket list but also it just shows you that there is such a following for this movie you know what i mean like it's oh this is yeah 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 it's not even necessarily like cult status in a sense that it's like small like this is hailed as one of the most celebrated horror movies that there is people Mm -hmm. adore this movie i mean it changed horror in in a way that some of the other movies we have on the slate changed horror if you know what i'm talking about yeah so like do do we want to tease it we certainly can we're going to do Blair Witch Project yeah, uh, coming up. And then right after that is, I think, Us by Jordan Peele, who is, a, I think, up-and-coming, also revolutionary horror yeah, absolutely. filmmaker. Absolutely. So This is like, it feels like, I can't believe that we haven't done these movies already. You know what I mean? Like, there are just some movies <laughs> this this season that I'm like, why didn't we do these last season? I, I know why we haven't done Scream, because, again, I, I wanted to wait until we could kind of set up and, and get the whole guest thing going. But, like... Situated, yeah. Yeah. But, like, this is, like, shaping up to be a really amazing season. I hope we can carry with the momentum through. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm excited. No. I am, too. I am, too. I kind of wanted to go into a little bit of my history with this uh, movie Please because do. I don't I don't have a lot of history with this movie, but I wanted to segue into your history with this movie. Um, you showed me all four of these movies uh, at different times, and I I had not seen them before, so it, it had to have been within the last four to five years that I've seen this movie. I can't imagine we've seen it more than once, right? I feel like I've only seen it. Yeah, you've probably seen each movie once. Yeah. Um, But I know that you have like a count for how many times you've seen. Is it Scream 4 or is it the first one? Scream 4 is the movie I've seen the most times on Earth of all time. Um, And how many? What's So I think now we're up to, I have it written down, but I think we're at 65 times. And so like that might not be that like some people are like oh i've seen movies a hundred times or whatever but like i'm the kind of person like i could get bored of something rather quickly if i you know i I like to savor i guess was what i'm what i'm trying to say like i like to have it and then like let it go away for a bit and then enjoy it again and let it go away (laughs) but there were points in time where i would just watch scream 4 and then i'm like hey i'm just gonna play this movie over again (laughs) So you could tell also that I am, I am a huge Scream 4 apologist because a lot of people have problems <laughs> with that movie. But 
I certainly don't. Some people like the Star Wars prequels. I like Scream 4. And and I'm not saying – like Scream 4 is better than the Star Wars prequels, like objectively, in my opinion. <laughs> Do you disagree? No, but it's also like comparing no, I know. two very – I get it. It's just like, like that's- iconic franchises that seemed in the public view to have dipped in quality is what they're – what how you know what, how I was comparing them, but I don't feel like Scream Four dipped. Scream has had how many spinoffs now? Don't they have like so, three TV shows out? So there's been uh, four movies, and then there was an MTV television show called Scream, wherein they didn't have the iconic Ghostface mask. It was just a bunch of self-aware meta humor based around you know, like they were there. You had the movie geeks and. And the friends in high school, and it was their own mystery. And honestly, it wasn't bad. Like it was, like certainly didn't live up to the name Scream. But like if it was called anything else, you know, I, I like there was. I don't feel like there was much like wrong with it. You know what I mean? It wasn't again not mm-hmm. like super high caliber, but it was fine, and I enjoyed it. And then they ended season two on a cliffhanger. They had like this halloween special and they ended on a cliffhanger and then they canceled it (laughs) so we don't know what's going on like there's supposedly this other killer and you we never know and then they were like okay we're gonna reboot it and tell a new story this time with a primarily african-american cast and i was like oh that's awesome like black people in general are have been heavily excluded from the slasher movie genre even in these movies Mm -hmm. i mean they even comment on the fact that there are not a lot of black people in these movies you know um Mm -hmm. it's a whole documentary about that it's uh like horror noir yeah yeah yeah. kind of dives into yeah it's it's really kind of fascinating yes Um, and unfortunate but like it's yeah it's the i think that was a great um a great idea to do yes for sure okay so then the third season Gets filmed like Mary J. Blige was in it, Kiki Palmer, R.J. Seiler, who was the Blue Power Ranger in the new Power Rangers movie, and Queen Latifah was producing it. And then the Weinstein thing imploded. The Weinstein company imploded because of Harvey Weinstein and all that scandal. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the legal stuff kind of got wrapped up, and it took a while, and then it took a, another little while, and then another while, and then we're like. Oh, is this ever going to see the light of day? And then we hear that, oh, and it's it's apparently supposed to be released on VH1 versus MTV. And, and, and so it gets released three back-to-back nights. They literally just dump it. It's six episodes, two at a time, back-to-back-to-back, three nights, and is objectively terrible. So it makes <laughs> me think that, like, they're probably – gonna have to go back to the drawing board when it comes to scream that's a shame here's the thing what they have proven is that this concept it does not fail on the fact that like you can't not tell sydney's story you know you have to have gail and dewey and all of them i don't think that that's necessarily the case those movies will always exist i like the idea of taking horror comedy and and applying it to Maybe horror in 10 years. So this is not mm. one of those movies that I think needs to never be rebooted. 
revisited or, or, yeah. or uh, remade. You know what I mean? Like there are mm-hmm. certain holy movies that I'm like, I don't understand how you could possibly redo that. Uh, but Scream, it almost lends itself to being retold sometime in the future because it is so timely. You know, the first one, and honestly, the second and the third were so timely to, you know, the late 90s. And now, and then when the new one came out, I mean, the whole movie is just this big commentary on how everything is a remake. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I could talk all day about this, but I definitely want to let <laughs> Shelly get in here and say her piece. And we will definitely have lots to discuss. I don't know, like, these are, this is probably my favorite movie franchise. Like, the Scream franchise? Yeah. Well, okay, so, like, I guess if you kind of, like, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, all, like, 20-something movies, (laughs) that's one thing. But, like, when it comes to, you know, just movies that are back-to-back sequels of each other, I don't think that anything comes close to my affection for these, so. I love Shelly, and I know how excited she is about this, so this is going to be... This is going to be a good episode. Yeah. Jelly is like asked to be on this podcast from like the day she found out about it. You know, like, can we talk (laughs) about Scream? Like, you know, she's so excited. This is going to be a very upbeat podcast. I can already tell. It is. Yeah. Yeah. And I think she picks this movie. She was like, obviously, I'm going to do Scream. So obviously. um, Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's like no question. So (laughs) let's get into it. Cool. Yeah, I'm ready. Day two. So first off, I want to welcome Shelly to the podcast. Hello, hello. Hi, Shelly. If for some reason you skipped over take one, which doesn't make any sense why you would, but if you (laughs) did, Shelly is my cousin. She's been a pivotal force in my movie interest and connoisseurism, if that's a word. (laughs) It's probably not. But um, I am a horror fan in large, large, large part because of her, and she's here to talk about Scream, and I'm really excited. Yes, yes. Like, thank you for saying that. That's That made me a little teary-eyed. Oh, well, good. I'm glad. Okay. <laughs> well, glad. and you're kind of returning the favor to her daughter as well. I, I just listened to Take One yesterday, and I don't remember <laughs> if we brought that up or not. No. The fact so, that, like, you show her. <clears throat> we haven't, but I have shown her. Okay, so, and we'll, we're eventually going to do this movie, so I will talk about it then as well, but... Um, I showed her daughter, who uh, was three at the time, but she's four. Or she's four now. I showed her Kill Bill, Volume One and Two, and she absolutely loved it. And uh, she kept asking me to show her like Halloween. So we watched. You know, she's a big fan. And actually, I'm going to put a sound clip right here of when I basically asked her what she wanted to watch. <clears throat> Listen to this. So, what do you want to watch now, Briley? Halloween. Halloween. What about Scream? Sure. Okay. <laughs> so, so, but just for the record, you, you need to sharpen your skills because she told me the other day that she wanted to watch the Jason Myers movie. And I was highly disappointed. Wow. Um, that's your child, though. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, as you said, you're taking that role. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. yeah. I hold well, you responsible. Here's the thing, though. I did not show her Scream, even though she asked. I was like, this is an experience you need to have yeah, with your mother. That's I important. That. Um, you know, it's, it's on Netflix. I, and I told her when, when she turned four, <laughs> I was like, Shelly, show her this movie. Four is old enough. Yeah. Um, well, Shelly, tell the story about what she – Nick showed me a photo of, of – I guess she was filling something out for her first day of school. Yes. What was what did she want to be when she grew so, up? So um, it was a sign for her first day of school, and it, you know it said her name, her age, 
Um, and what did she want to be when she gr- grows up? And so I asked her, I said, Bradley, what do you want to be when you grow up? She's like, I want to be a ninja. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I was like, I take full responsibility for yes. that. She's going to be a force to be reckoned with. Like, Yeah. <laughs> Although, Shelly, your mom actually told me today, she was like, uh, when she comes over to my house, we love to watch American Ninja Warrior. So I'm going to give her some credit, too. Yeah. But like, that's awesome. I, I, and when I was telling your mom and my mom, Earlier today, because I actually spent the day with Briley, uh, who is your daughter, and my mom and aunt, and they basically, they were like, you showed her Kill Bill, or or your mom did, she didn't yeah. know, yeah. and I was like, if she grows up to be an assassin, y'all can blame me, but other than that, like, that's For like a record, girl power movie. Mom has never seen Kill Bill, so oh, okay. she's not a fair judge. Gotcha, gotcha, that, gotcha. But. but it's good. It's <clears throat> That's a great movie. Back to the topic of Briley, because this is actually more important. Um, we spent the whole day at this kind of like decoration-y kind of store. And I, my my thought was that like I could give my aunt and mom some time to shop or whatever. And, you know, I can yeah. hang out with Briley. So we walked her around. She They have Christmas stuff up. And she's like, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see this. I only want to see scary stuff. <laughs> and she's like, take me to the Halloween stuff. Take me to the Halloween stuff. So I'm like walking around. We're in there for like two hours, carrying her on my shoulders, walking her around. All over the place. She is just loving it. We're having an absolute blast. And then we all kind of reconvene. And she says, I was like, Bradley, are you my friend now? You know, because she's always giving me a hard time. And she was like, no. <laughs> I was like, after all of this time. Yeah, so. Savage. Briley is a savage. She may grow up to be an assassin. However, right now, she has not seen Scream. So yeah. I think that should be your homework. Yes. Um, Actually, but, okay. and while you do that, show your oldest stepdaughter as well, because I have a story that we were at some, I think it was uh, like a bridal shower, and I sat across from her, and I think Nick asked her what she wanted to be for Halloween, and she goes, have you seen the movie Scary Movie? You know that ghost mask? Oh. That's what I'm going to be for Halloween. Yeah. I was like, oh, I can't wait to tell Nick about this. That is so disappointing. <laughs> So make it make it a family movie night. Get your shit together. Yeah, yeah no, it's <laughs> like I understand that there is a reluctancy to show your four year old scream, but <laughs> Lexi's fifteen. Yeah. So get to work. Um, okay. Yeah, I did the math when I first started watching it, and I was like ten. <laughs> yeah. So I was Emmy's age, like obsessed with Scream. You got that's. <laughs> It, okay, so Lexi and Emmy are her two other yes. daughters, and uh, they are ten, uh, Lexi or uh, Lexi's fifteen, and Emmy is, is eleven. Gotcha. Yeah. So there's there's definitely going to be time. We're going to try to craft their their movie interests. <laughs> I'm trying to do that with all of the young people in my life. So anytime I have an opportunity to show them movies, it's like you're not going to sit. Like if you're going to come over to my house, we're not watching. Um, Bubble Guppies. Yes. Although <laughs> although Bubble Guppies is kind of cool. I do like a Bubble Guppies and um, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. You know I yes. like some Paw Patrol. Yeah. I know you love Paw Patrol. Yeah. I was like, I have a favorite episode of Paw Patrol and everything. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. We were like really getting off. Okay. Tell us about your interest in Scream. Like about how you got into so, Scream. Um, I didn't go see it in theaters. My best friend, my childhood best friend. She lived down the street from me, and every Friday night, we would go and rent a movie. And we both loved scary movies, and 
when Scream was released in Blockbuster, which again, telling my age, but yeah, um, yeah what is that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> telling my age, but that was released. We rented it and watched it, and I, I don't know. It was just like nothing we had ever seen before, and completely, you know. I think it's. I think it truly. It started with just like shallow, you know. Oh. You know, she was in love with Skeet Ulrich, who played yeah, yeah, yeah. Billy Loomis. And <clears throat> I loved Matthew Lillard, who played Stu. And then Stay it just turned look. into this whole, this is just a, a great movie. And we would literally go every single Friday night from that point on and rent Scream. To the point where the blockbuster that we always went to got a poster in. And they gave her a poster because we went in there every single Friday to rent the movie. And they're that's like, here, awesome. you know, take this poster. And I'm pretty sure she still has it. To this oh my day. gosh. That's awesome. Yeah. So. That is awesome. I know that you, you said, I don't know, like, was it that it came on television and was scribbly or what? Oh, so when we did not have it rented, like if we were, you know, she was at my house or, you know, we were uh, on a vacation or something. Cause we were literally together all the time. You know, it would play on like, I don't know, uh, a channel that we didn't have. It was just like blurred, you know, yeah, scribbles. It used to be like before, like like cable, like the, like the cable we know today. There were say, certain channels you, you could see. You don't have this subscription. Yeah. No, mm-hmm. it, it would play like the scribbly. Yeah. Where you could hear some of it. It would come in and out, <laughs> but it, you couldn't see it. And we would literally sit there and just listen to the I movie. <laughs> and some And to the point where it was like, like I said, it was coming in and out. It wasn't just you know, you heard the whole thing. It was in bits and pieces and we still sat there for the entire time that it was That's commitment. supposed to be on and yeah, listen to yeah. it. I mean, it was just, we That's had notebooks. We had notebooks where we had cut out magazine articles about the actors and the actresses. And That's so cool. A, a things about the movie. Um, yeah, it was just, and you know, it's funny because I was talking to my husband about it. I was like, you know, if Emily came to me now and she was like, obsessed with a horror movie to the point that we were like she wanted to watch it every weekend and she made notebooks and I would be a little concerned (laughs) yeah right (laughs) I mean we were 11 yeah and uh, but you know I guess but you would let it happen you would let you know you were crafting a because it just that really was like hook line and sinker for me for the love of like horror and scary and yeah then that transformed into like books and Stephen King and oh I feel like we have literally brought up Stephen King every episode yeah. this season I mean, so how, that's good yeah I mean I think so yeah. yeah yeah he's amazing we've all watched it yes um tell you said that you told me earlier that you just you in the past yeah in the yeah. past like sixteen hours I just what I just went through all the the screen movies all just, four of them all like, four of them just to kind of same honestly you know. Fall yeah. in love with it again, you know? It's just... Yeah. Ah, and I, I, I... It's funny. As many times as I've seen... I've seen the first one the most, but I've seen all of them countless times. Yeah. And I still find things that I'm like, oh, gosh, that was so brilliant. Yeah. It you know? Re- it really... Uh, I agree. I totally agree. Do you think that you've seen it more than... What was your number in Take oh, One? Yes. 64? Yes. Much more? Oh, yes. The first huh. one? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. That was another thing I wanted to to talk about mm-hmm. was I wanted to get I don't know we don't I don't know if you guys want to do like a specific ranking but do you 
Are you guys both on the same page that number one is your favorite? Oh, yes. For me. Okay, you told me when we watched them at first, because um, when I showed them to him, I don't know, a couple years ago, this was like one of some of the first movies, I'm like, okay, Mm -hmm. uh, I need to show you these movies. (laughs) These are very important. You like you like uh, Screen Three the best, which is okay. which people say is the worst. The worst. Yeah. Okay. So here's the, I knew. So rewatching them this last week it was the second time that I've seen all of these movies. Like I, I did not grow up with these. I feel like Take Three is really going to be a lot of you guys talking about it because <laughs> I really I have zero history with these movies. Uh, and rewatching them, I knew there was one that was like notoriously stupid. And I knew that I had a favorite one. And I thought that number three was like the notoriously stupid one. But I left that one thinking like, oh, I really like that one. I don't remember if that was my favorite originally. It still is. Like you just confirmed it. It is still my favorite. I still love number three. It's corny and hysterical. And um, oh, what is her name? Parker Posey is yes. my favorite. She's amazing. And anything yes. that she's in, I absolutely love her. Um, so yeah, I think, thank you for confirming that with me because number three is, is still my favorite. So yeah, I don't don't know what that says about me, but it's really hard for me because I didn't expect to love the second one because I was so like, yeah, just, you know, deep rooted in the first one, but I really love the second one too. The second one's second, like a really close. Well, good. That's good. Mainly because. Jackie from Roseanne yeah, 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 yeah. and I just I love her but that okay so for me the first time like watching these movies I remember being so excited that was like oh there's two more you know because I watched them before the fourth one came out mm-hmm. I was like there's two more there's so much more of this story to go and I didn't know like who lived and who died and there were a lot of really amazing characters that I wanted to make it through and Scream's the kind of movie where you know it kind of gives you that but it makes you fall in love with characters that do get massacred mm-hmm. but then it gives you enough of a through line where you you know you 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 still recognize it by the end of it you know what yeah. I mean Um, and then I remember the fourth one was the first one that I actually saw in theaters. We saw it together. We made an effort to go see that together because that was like very, very important. Well, a bunch of us went and, uh, (laughs) the anticipation leading up to it, it being the one that is, um, commenting on the horror that I kind of grew up with the the horror of, it's still kind of relevant today. You know, it came out several years ago but it still is kind of relevant today uh when it comes to like the remake culture and all that four is my favorite for me it would go four one two three uh i i i just seen seen three three to me i thought the like hallucinations of it was definitely very Um, are we not supposed to give spoilers oh no no no! full spoiler (laughs) podcast Um, absolutely go nuts you know the hallucinations of her mom i thought were like Oh, yeah. Like, I'm like, ugh. I don't know. And I I guess I get it because it it was relevant to the storyline. Yeah. But. Well, I remember reading things about Scream, you know, people talking about when they were coming back to do number three, obviously they had some some changing of hands with the writers. Mm -hmm. Aaron Kruger came in instead of Kevin Williamson to write that. But they also had made a comment that, like, Sydney would be in a very – uh, emotional, very vulnerable state at that point yeah. because she'd just been through, she'd lost her boyfriend, she'd lost her best friend, she'd lost, you know, so many people over the past, her mother, yeah. you know, over, over such a, a short period of time that it almost felt like 
you know, she should be in an insane asylum. Right. However, something about four coming back and her having gone through all of that, had time to process that, and now she's owning it, and now she's successful, mm-hmm. and now she's the kind of one, you know, it, it for what was so special to me is that it appeared almost as if there was a passing of the garb, yes. and I was uh, very much into this new cast, but by the end of it, it was like, nope, mm. surprise, we're the only ones left standing, don't fuck with the original. Right. You know? Right. That, uh, that's... That's really spectacular, and this this movie, or this uh, this podcast is particularly about Scream One. But uh, I really hope that, like, see, ah, God, if you're listening to a podcast about Scream, you need to have watched Scream Two yeah, and Three absolutely. and Four. Like, it's not. I'm not like judging you. I'm like pleading that you <laughs> listen or that you watch these movies because they're so good. Yes. If you have a Netflix subscription, I think one, three, and four are on. That's how Two I watched. Two is on there now as well, I believe, because I watched it. Last night. <laughs> really? Then it must have got it added like last night because I, I had to I had to find somewhere else to, to watch it. But there yeah, are, I, yeah, then I guess they're all four of them are. Well, yeah, if, if they're not, they're, they're available out there yes. uh, and it's it's worth renting. It's worth going and buying. I have a, a Blu-ray set. I'm, I'm yeah, it's just it's the kind of series that like I understand why it sprouted so many imitators. Like it, it just makes sense to me. There are certain movies in the past that I'm like, oh, I, I guess I can see how that kind of changed up the game. Mm-hmm. Scream, like, if it didn't, if it didn't change the game, I would have been like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like, this is this particular movie is iconic and uh, definitely a disruptor in the movie field. Yeah, I mean, I feel like when Scream came out, horror was kind of. Uh, no one was talking about it because, you know, late eighties, early nineties, you know, like romantic comedies were like a huge thing. And like, it wasn't something that people really cared about. Yeah. Yeah. All the iconic slasher movies, all the iconic horror movies came out in like set, like, uh, you know, like, uh, Texas Chainsaws in the seventies, Halloween's in the seventies. But then you have like Nightmare on Elm Street and, and, uh, Friday the 13th come out in the early to mid eighties. So by that point you're entering into all these shitty sequels, all these, you know, the, the reasons why these these movies are looked down upon are right. because of what happened in the late eighties, early nineties of people just not really knowing how to continue the story, but just wanting to, or feeling, right. you know, that it, that it needed to. It was a complete breath of fresh air. Yeah. Something new, something that people, you know, could relate to. And I think it re- ultimately just spoke to a lot of people, <clears throat> the yeah. storyline and, and it's such a self-referential quality and it's such a meta meta quality that yeah. I'm the fact that I saw this at a, at a decently young age too. I, I couldn't have been much older than you are though. Cause we used to watch scary movies mm-hmm. all the time. We yeah. would go and rent movies when I was Emmy's age. Right. And I think that that particular movie kind of also affected um, my interest in like comedy. Like I love meta comedy. I think that's like the funniest style like where it's very self-referential and it it pokes fun at the fact that it is a movie and that you know one of my favorite moments in Scream 1 is when uh Jamie Kennedy is sitting there and 
he's looking at Jamie Lee Curtis on the screen and he's and Ghostface comes up behind him and he's like, Jamie, look behind out. You, behind you. Jamie's behind right behind you. Behind you, you. Behind yeah. you Jamie, yes. And then it's like Jamie oh, it's so yeah. clever. I remember just like the first time I saw <clears throat> that thinking that was really clever. And you know, also it's like throughout the whole movie, um, well, especially in the final scene, you know, they're they're playing Halloween throughout the kind of the whole yeah, party. Yeah. And at certain points of the the movie Halloween, similar things are happening yeah. in screen. You know, uh, they're they're talking about how Jamie Lee Curtis finally, you know, uh, gives it up and shows her boobs yeah. or whatever, and then it shoots up to Sydney upstairs. Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> losing her virginity yeah. to, to Billy, and it was so brilliant. It like, really is. Speaking of the the sex thing, I um I think it's really cool that. They basically the, the the comment is uh, Randy says Jamie Lee Curtis did not actually show her boobs until Trading Places, right. so that's not a horror movie. She was a virgin in horror movies, right. and then right, right like Sydney goes and becomes not a virgin, gives yeah. up her virginity yeah. to spoiler alert the killer, <laughs> and she still makes it. Like it it not yeah. only poked fun at tropes it was like here's this and we're going to do something different and it was that was just really yeah. really and, masterful and then, telling you know the rules yeah and going over you know what are the rules to successfully survive a horror movie okay nick what's the first rule so uh oh god okay so no drinking and no doing drugs oh, that's not the first rule <laughs> wait a second you can't you can have sex wait a second wait a second oh is that the f- okay 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 yeah, yeah. I was like building up to that. I thought that was the last one. I literally watched no, this movie last... yesterday. Okay, oh, I'm on. sorry. I'm sorry. Come on. This is really funny because I texted Nick before this and I was like, <laughs> okay, do you think that like Shelly probably is equal of like is as equal of a fan of this movie as you are? Because if so, then like I could pit you guys against each other and bring up a quiz. <laughs> and he was like, oh, I'm not really sure. And I was like, well, worst case scenario, like we can just ask her if she doesn't want to play, then I'll just make you play it. But it seems like like one of the dun, questions. Dun, dun. Yeah, no. <laughs> I looked up a quiz, and one of the questions was, "What is the first rule?" So I think that uh, I think you'd be a very good contestant, <clears throat> and I think I'm gonna. I'm scared have to play a game at the end. Of no, this. it was. It's definitely <laughs> like not. Gauntlet has been laid. Yeah, down. like I, <laughs> I love. Like I love these movies. It is definitely my favorite movie yeah. franchise. Like it's. I, yeah, I definitely. I, we, we should play that game and take three. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm excited. Um, <laughs> but what are the rules? Okay, so. You never have sex. Yes. You can't drink or have drugs. Yes. No, no, baby, no, no. And then, um, uh, then you, you never. And uh, okay, yeah. I'm so stupid. Yes. And then you can never ever say, "I'll be right I'll back." I'll be right back. I'm going to get a beer. Do you want one? I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's so. I think, yes. It's so. Funny. I think he's my favorite character in this movie. I adore Matthew Lillard. Yes. I yeah. adore I Shaggy. Him. Yes. Like Shaggy came first for me, but <laughs> in this movie it was it was perfect. It's kind of traumatic seeing seeing uh Shaggy. I think Shaggy came first. Yeah. Well mind of I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember the the order of events, but oh, Shaggy was definitely after. Well for you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> But, uh, I don't know if uh, so. I'm gonna bring up my favorite quote because otherwise I'll forget. But it was from him, and it was at the end when um, he was like, "Did you really call the police? My mom and dad are gonna be so mad at me." Yeah, I actually laughed out loud. That yeah. was that was a good moment. So good. I, I loved like his little one-liners 
throughout, you know, I mean, just like live her alone, you know, (laughs) live her alone. Like I just, you don't expect, like the only person that I could genuinely expect the entire movie was Billy and then he fucking dies. And I'm like, oh shit, okay, somebody, I was like, oh, it's Randy. It's got to be Randy because he's the one that's going around like thinking, you know, oh, the dad's a red herring. I'm like, no, uh, or the dad is a red herring. It's you, you know. But uh, it was Billy. But I would say I genuinely 100% did not see that coming with Stu. No. The first time I watched it and he pops up and surprise. Oh, my. I I was like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's the people you never expect. So let's just go through the killers then. Billy and Stu. Mickey and Mrs. Loomis. Yes. Debbie Salt doesn't exist. Roman Bridger, who's her brother. And then Jill and Charlie. While Jill just goes so batshit crazy at the end, I thought she was really going to get away with it. I thought she was really going to have killed Sydney at the end of this. I mean, I just, I don't know. Like, Billy and Stu, it's just, they're the ones that are going to go into the lexicon of being, like, the fact that, like, horror didn't do this. Like, a whodunit didn't have two character or two killers at the end. Like, that was a huge shocker. And then, like, we didn't expect him to do it again. You know, that was a huge, you know, we had no idea who this Debbie Salt lady was, right. you know, right. that like you didn't expect that. And if anything, um, Mickey, sure, he was the most suspicious one out of all. And he was kind of the creepiest sure. one. But again, they were like, they weren't, they aren't going to do this again. And then they did. Yeah. And then again, they killed Roman. This franchise has like a really good way of, of subverting <clears throat> Like, who you think is a killer. I think I was genuinely shocked at every single one other than with Laurie Metcalf being Mrs. Loomis. Just because I think Mallory, who's my sister, uh, was like, oh, you won't won't be afraid of this one. Because, like, as as afraid as you were of Scream 1 because uh, Jackie from Roseanne is the killer. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) And then, like, I'm watching the movie and I'm like, this, she's, like, not even it. Like, she didn't tell me the relationship. So I'm like, this is kind of lame. But... Obviously well, now. And I, I think I love how they like throughout all the movies, they, you know, purposely drop little hints. So you're like, your mind starts thinking, okay, well, they're the cats. The cat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then totally left field. It's not, you know, uh, that person ends up dead or, <laughs> yeah, or exactly, you know, exactly. Um, you know, something else comes and comes to light, but it's genius how they, because I feel like, you know, most horror movies, you know, there is, you are, you already know going into it who the killer is, you know, Michael Myers, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Freddy Krueger, you know, it's a good um, old whodunit, Leatherface, you yeah. know, it's Pennywise. Just, yeah. Yeah. Oh gosh, don't, don't start. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it, gosh, just brilliant on how they kept the storyline just so alive and like, you were constantly on the edge of your seat thinking, well, shit, who is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I love murder mysteries and that kind of thing. This is the thing that's done it best. Like, I've seen a lot of them. There is nothing that's done this that's done this genre as good. I mean, sure, it is a great slasher movie. Sure, it is a great movie in general. Mm-hmm. But it is, I think it skyrockets over everything else when it comes yes. to a murder mystery. I mean, it, it just, the the way that these characters interact with each other and the people, like, you, sus- you fall in love with all of them mm-hmm. and then you suspect, like, 
each one of them and you're always wrong and then somebody will die and it's just like I don't know. It, it's it's the kind of movie that I could gush about for a long time. Yes. I will say that I think we should um, cap this here so this episode's not ten hours long and come <laughs> back with like research and we can you know explore this yeah, a lot more because absolutely. I know that I am going to have a whole lot of stuff that I want to talk about. Yes. So let's do that. We're gonna cap <clears throat> this and go to take three. Now, take three. We normally start off take three, and I talk about some of like the financial stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scream is the kind of movie that you didn't. They did. Kevin Williamson was like destitute when he wrote this movie. Yeah. Like he did not. He he said he you know he wasn't able to pay his bills. Wes didn't want to come back to do it because he felt like he 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 was done with horror. He mm -hmm. just didn't want to do horror. Can you imagine? And this movie goes in the theaters and like. Uh, in, in December, I guess a December release date, and then it makes like seven million dollars its opening weekend, <laughs> and then they're like, "Oh man, obviously, you know, it didn't work out. It didn't, you know, we're not gonna, we're not gonna make money on this. This isn't gonna." And then it just it it stayed firm, and then it started growing, mm -hmm. and it wound up like the first one on a fourteen million dollar budget. Yeah, the producers of these movies are bad people. They're um, well, I, at least the two that I'm thinking of, um, Bob and Harvey Weinstein, they capped the budget. They were like, we want to do it for $14 million. First movie made $173 million worldwide. Okay. <laughs> they got a little bit more, you know, when, when you have a success like that, uh, this is unadjusted. So it's even more now. I mean, this movie 96. So it was a while ago. The second one had a $24 million budget and it grossed 172, so it's a little bit less. But for a sequel to make like almost exactly the same, right. now sure nowadays we're used to wanting the audience to increase. But think about the landscape at this point. Like horror movie in the 90s, when when horror was dead, you really expected like if if a movie was good, the sequel was almost certainly not as good. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> Even if it was like kind of good mm -hmm. um and it just it just that, that kind of thing never happened and the second one comes out and makes almost the exact same amount of money and then sure they make they wait a little bit uh three years later comes out in 2000 number three they have a 40 million dollar budget and even that's only 161 million dollars so it's like it's it's finding its sweet spot now i'm like almost embarrassed because the fourth one is my favorite <clears throat> that didn't even crack 100 million and i'm, I'm still salty about that movie not doing as well <laughs> With a forty million dollar budget, but when you when you look at all of that together and how this it's grossed over six hundred million dollars as a franchise, this franchise with relatively small budget, it's not like they have superstar actors. I mean, these the I would say the first one probably has they have people who grew to be stars, right. but like even Drew Barrymore wasn't wasn't going to be probably the most well known. Yeah, but like she point. wasn't even like the super the global superstar right. that she is now. Absolutely, like she's yeah. like a mega star now. It's still pretty damn impressive that they got this far. I have a question. Okay. okay. Um maybe I missed this, but I know like in the second, third and fourth movie, that's when the movie adaptations within yeah. This yeah. movie series becomes like a big thing, but I know in the first one Drew Barrymore's death was like an actual, she was an actual victim. In the first movie, Drew Barrymore died for real. Yeah. Yes. Why? What do you mean? Like, why was she a target? Oh, um, okay, so yeah, you, 
it's a very, very offhanded comment. They, uh, when they're all at the fountain at the first movie, they were like, did, uh, did, did the police know you dated the victim? So it was an, like she, before she, um, she dumped you yeah, or whatever. Before she dumped you for Steve. Yeah. Gotcha. So it's basically, um, that's the only nod to the reasoning yeah. Behind that Casey makes and Steve's. They were kind of building this narrative of yeah. like the people around them. I mean, because in the beginning, the plan was that Billy and Stu would be the survivors of it, the sole survivors, you know. So, it, it you know, in a, in, a, in a horror movie, like most horror movies, it's all your friends that die. Mm-hmm. So that it was just kind of like people they knew. And I bet you <clears throat> that was like a like, hey, let's kill her, too. She might not necessarily be in our little clique. But she's practiced because she <laughs> dug in. She she's our me. guinea pig. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and it just made me think about Steve. Has anybody ever thought that Steve looks like Matthew Perry, like Chandler from Friends? Yeah. With the tape around him, I'm like, people go go and look at him at the beginning, and I'm like, oh, that could totally be Matthew Perry, like especially with Courtney Cox being in the freaking movie, right, right. Who is my favorite character of any of out of all of these. <laughs> Gail Weathers is. I always said that if I were, um, if I were ever going to be a drag queen, I don't like shaving, so I would never be able to, to be a successful drag queen. But um, <laughs> I uh, was like, I would. My name would be Male Weathers. I would only wear the four wigs that she wears because she always has these really crazy hairstyles. Well, three was. Awful. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my Three. God. I don't, I don't yeah. know what. With the bangs. The bangs, oh the bangs could be like their own character. Oh my like that. That's the first <laughs> thing were... I remember thinking when I saw her on screen. I was like, mm-hmm. what? what the heck is going yeah. on? Definitely. Four, probably, she probably looks the best, but I have a sweet spot um, in for number two. Oh, I was going to say number one. I have I have a sweet spot for her for number one because I you loved her, but you hated her. And she did that so beautifully. And I also think, you know, Friends was kind of fairly new at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 94 is when Friends started. So she was kind of like, you know, America's sweetheart. Yeah. Who was like this good, you know, little girl. And she's like cussing on screen and saying, you know, move your fat tub of lard ass now. And, you know, she was just very sassy and like she owned it. And yeah. So two things about that. One, I think that it's really cool because she was like, I kind of wanted to play a bitch. Nobody yeah, had seen me do yeah, that. And I yeah, totally yeah. wanted to. Um, but then also, I think it's funny that the guy that actually played Kenny, um, he was like, he's like, I saw it in the script. And he's like, I, I'm, I was like a pretty decently fit guy or whatever. And he's like, I saw that in the script. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. And he said he, he gained a bunch of weight for it. I did read that. Yeah. yeah. That's fucking hysterical. It's yeah. like, all right. <laughs> Commitment. Yeah, I that that is like one of my favorite deaths with the with the delay in time. Oh yeah, that is that is a really Kenny was such a like even the cameraman that they cast in the third one, the second one. Are you are you talking about um the the second one when she's following like she gets the replacement? Yes. Yeah. So that's number two. Okay. I, uh, he was funny, but I like Kenny nailed that role. Yeah. Like the the comedic relief that he offered in certain points yeah was awesome yeah it really it, he was definitely gone too soon <laughs> r.i.p yeah. r.i.p so many of these characters because you really do wind up like loving so many of them yeah the first person that comes to my mind that should not have oh well, that, i'm honestly i it shouldn't like okay i should say randy but for me the one that stung was kirby who's hayden Panettiere in number four i knew you were gonna that say that broke my freaking hard because i was like oh she's totally gonna live even though um like 
I, by that point, I was thinking, I was like, I oh, there's a good chance this is Jill. Randy for her. Okay, I love Randy. I do, I, I do. I think his death aggravates me probably more than anything in the series because he gets pulled into that van and that's so, that's so like terrifying and like, oh no, Randy. And then those guys walk by with the, the boom box, box and I'm yeah. like, what is this? What is happening right like, now? At least they could have given him like a really badass way to die. Yeah. And they really did him wrong. No, they, yeah, they definitely did. Like, but at that point you kind of, it, it, like it, it made you think like, oh shit, no one's safe. It's true. It's yeah. true. But, uh, Randy is my favorite character from all. Oh, across the board. Yeah, across okay, the board. cool, cool, Randy cool. Randy is my favorite. Good, good um, deal. He's fantastic. He's really like uh, even. I think it would be it would come across as so ham fisted what they did to him in the third movie, bringing him back via a, a, a videotape. Yeah. But I still am like, oh, Randy's here. That's great. I'm totally <laughs> cool with that. Like, I, it made me very happy. I, I loved that though. I loved that yeah. they were like, and they kind of brought his little sister mm-hmm. and you know. Have you ever seen Hostel 2? No. Oh my god. Okay. Heather Montazaro, who plays she's on she's on Roseanne. Yes. Um <laughs> that's how we can relate a lot yes. of these two. We're like, oh, she is on Roseanne. She's on Roseanne. Um, wait, wait, who Heather Montazaro. Okay, well I'll tell you. She's she the Princess girl Diaries that gets too? hung up. Yes. She's yes. the girl that gets that's hung how... upside down <laughs> and gets the Elizabeth Bathory treatment. She basically yeah. in, in Hostel 2 gets hung naked over a bathtub and this woman comes in and has the sickle and is just cutting her oh and she gosh. and I had to stop the movie. Like that was so hard to watch. And it it always that movie, Hustle 2, is so good. I remember like absolutely loving that movie for what it was. And Both of those movies are like And she's a really pretty, good part of it. Um they're rough. Yeah. They're good. I, I, I like those one. movies too. Did- did uh Eli Eli Roth, Eli Roth yes. he did both of those? Uh, he sure okay. did. Yeah. That's and amazing. two to me I like better because um like and it's not because the violence is directed towards women. It's the fact that the women <laughs> I know like that's I, I feel bad because it's like it's it's girls that get tortured, but um it's the fact how the women like fight back mm-hmm. versus the guys kind of just don't. Hustle One has a sad ending, a bad ending. Hustle Two has a happy ending. Like yeah. it's like, oh okay, this is good actually. <laughs> like I can cheer at the end of it. And you know, th- this kind of going back to the the video with Randy. Yeah. I remember, uh, like replaying his words like throughout that film, like him saying, you know, you can't shoot him, you can't stab yeah. him, you know. And, and I remember saying, like in that scene, like the head. You yeah, yeah, the yeah. Head, you know. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. it's just... And he, it was like, he was just a man by the end of it. Like, it was another way that these movies, like, subverted those rules that, like, he wasn't supernatural. Right. By the end of it, he was just a guy yes. that they were, you know, and, and not only just a guy, just her brother. Like, this this girl has got to have so much, Sydney has got to have so much, like, paranoia when it comes to family members or, any, you know, getting close to anybody. At least she... She has doing in Gale though, like that. That yes. still that makes me happy. Okay, I feel like we're 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 going off of one. Let's 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 revert back. Okay, I feel like you guys are already gonna know a lot of these things, <laughs> uh, but here I am, a little like meek little. Oh yeah, this is what I found out about this movie kind of thing. <laughs> Did you know that Drew Barrymore was actually supposed to play Sydney? Yes, yes. that is. <laughs> 
This yes, is not going to go did. well. You know what? I might. You know what I might do? You guys talk. You do your fags. I'm gonna go grab like a drink or something. And, uh, <laughs> you just you just talk. It's fine. It's all good. So that no, but like that's really important. A lot of people don't yeah. realize that she was gonna be Sydney. That was like the only way that. Wes, Wes was even going to yeah. sign on because he was like, oh, Drew's doing it. Mm-hmm. It, like, got him on. And then, like, right before they were, you know, gearing up, she's like, I have an idea. And yeah. that is, yeah, yeah. that is like, yeah. terrifying when an actor uh, does something like <laughs> yeah. that to you, has an idea. But in a, in a way, it was brilliant. Yeah. I mean, because nobody saw that coming. Exactly. And it kind of, the expectations for the movie, it it kind of shows the audience that all bets are off, that literally anything could happen in this movie. So um, I thought that was a good move. Yeah. And she's, she's on the poster. She was still marketed, Mm -hmm. you know, as someone who was going to be a main character. Mm -hmm. She gets the Marion Crane, Janet Lee treatment from Psycho. Like you think she's the main character, but it's like, oh, wait, nope. Just kidding. Yep. And she literally, like, she shot all of her scenes in, like, seven days. That's And was done. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That first scene is so iconic that it, it, like, the cold opens for these these movies. They're all, like, really freaking good. I I love the movie theater and the one um, with Cotton. And, like, the fourth one is is just, like, on another level for me. I love yes. it. Uh, but the first one is, is again, it's gonna, it's the one that will be remembered. It drew Barrymore. That, that is something that she will be iconic for forever. forever. You know, yeah. um, that's, it, that's like really special. I will say though that, Oh, you talked about your favorite line in the last take. I can talk about my favorite line because it relates to these movies, like the cold opens of this in the fourth one. Uh, they they make it they you know it starts off and you think that there are two girls and they are about to get killed and it cuts out to <laughs> yeah. two more people and those two people are Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell right and Anna Paquin's so like this sucked like the death of horror you know as we know it you know this is complete uh, shit and all that stuff and she's like you see everything coming and Kristen Bell stabs her yeah. and she's like did you see that coming and he's like why and she says because you talk too much now shut the fuck up and watch the movie and there was a point in time where I wanted shut the fuck up and watch the movie tattooed <laughs> on my my body like yeah. that was the greatest thing ever and then like in the very following scene I think it was uh, they were saying you know the whole point being a movie inside a movie. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, I just, it just brilliance. Like how they, I, yeah. You know, that meta and, meta became meta. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes. Exactly. The, the, the one like jumping in, in it being a stab movie. That's awesome. And then it happening again. I was like, yo, like that, that was <laughs> Ballsy. Yeah. It was. It, I don't know. I, I love the cold opens. I think they're all good. I again think three is probably the weakest, but three did something where it you know it kills someone that we actually have known and we actually like Cotton. Yeah. Cotton, I really like. Like Cotton in number two is so he's, good. Yes, very uh, strong. And like to have introduced him because he's really only on TV footage in number one. Right. But like to have gotten the. Um, but you were invested. Oh yeah. Because yeah. Of- you know, the plot that they laid with Billy and... Exactly. And like, the Cindy. fact that they set that shit up. Yes. They, they said so much. I mean, just like the fact that, you know, uh, the stab movie in, in two is such a small thing, and then it's the freaking plot of the film yes. in number three. Yeah. So, like... 
But, you know, speaking of, like, the iconic first scene yeah. in all of them, did you know that the first movie is the only one out of all four that does the title card before the first murder scene? Oh, shit, yeah. 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 It's the only one out of all four. I love the, like, <clears throat> the, the crazy noises. It's like someone screaming and, yeah. like, a phone dialing and, yeah. like, it's, like, Right in your face. <laughs> the original rating for this was NC-17 and needed massive edits to kind of bump it down to an R rating. That was something that I found out. Yeah. And I know you briefly brought this up. You can expand on this, Shelly, if you want to, uh, about this being based on the real-life murders in Gainesville. Yes, yeah. So it was based on a Gainesville Ripper in Gainesville, Florida. Um, and he kind of went on this this killing spree. And, uh, I also found out that he was inspired. His favorite, uh, horror movie was Halloween. Yeah. Which they kind of paid homage to in the, in the, the movie, you know, with that, like I said, you know, that final party scene, them kind of mirroring things that were happening in Halloween in the actual, that's uh, really cool. Yeah. Yeah. His name is Danny Rowling. And, um, he murdered five students over four days in late August of 1990. And then um, he later confessed to raping several victims um, and then um, committing an additional uh, triple homicide in Louisiana and attempting to murder his father. So he, wow. you know, he murdered a bunch of people. I think he confessed to killing eight people by the end of it. And um, he died in 2006. So, Again, like Kevin Williamson was kind of like at a put up or shut up moment. Like he had this idea and he needed to to write this story. So he said that he went out to uh, the desert in Palm Springs and like locked himself in a room and like banged it out. You know, like this wasn't something that took him a long time. He had the idea and was like, I need to jump on it because if I don't, you know, someone else is going to because this is such a great idea talking a little bit about like the like the making of the movie i mean it really hit every roadblock that was possible obviously you know their star being like oh i actually want to die in the first scene and (laughs) and right before i think this is this is actually crazy they go to this school where they're going to shoot the school they (gasps) put this this is in my notes too i'm sorry i'm (laughs) I'm really excited about this one this one's actually really cool and it's true i i looked it up after i go ahead i'm sorry (laughs) no it's okay it basically they go to the school, they get their permission from like the principals and, you know, the, the people within the school, but they did make it clear that the school board and the superintendent and all that stuff would have to approve of it. And they apparently, when they got wind that it was a horror movie, they held a group forum, they voted, they said no. They had to go to another school, they kicked them out, you know, and... Um, do you want to say the thing that I think you're so excited about? I, I kind of do a little bit. So as payback, Wes Craven put in the special thanks section of the credits in quotes or like not in, like in all caps. This is yeah. actually what is at the end. I, I double checked. It says no thanks whatsoever to the Santa Rosa City School District Governing <laughs> Board. That's so amazing. Like two things. Like one, Wes Craven was like a sweet, kind old man, but he was also a petty bitch. And I love it. I would have done the same shit. It's like a man after my own heart. Number two, like he he did. I mean, he said, you know, we were nice to them. Like they were nice to us. 
And then by the end of it, like, he was like, they treated us like scum. Like, they, they kicked us out. And it was just kind of like, he said, I understood that there was a, uh, an issue and that we got kicked out, but they could have handled it better. So I, I understand why he did that. Also, we talked about it in take one. I found out where he um, is buried. Uh, he's <gasps> buried in Massachusetts. Hmm. So I'm I'm very, like, I know the exact place. I don't so know if I should. <laughs> Get some train tickets. It's Lambert's Cove Cemetery uh, at West Tisbury, Dukes County, Massachusetts. And, um, like, I have his aerial plot number. Like, I would love to go um, pay my respects. Honestly, it's one of my great regrets that I'll never be able to to tell him that, like, his work. There was a point in time where I was like, I hate whoever made Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, God, he's just the worst. That movie scarred me. And then... He, like he made me want to become a filmmaker. I had like an interest in movies, but I was like uh, this particular movie, Scream, and this franchise, all of which he directed, to me made it like cool to be as much of a movie nerd as I am. You yeah, know, absolutely. <clears throat> and um, I think that has definitely like influenced me wanting to make movies of my own. Like this man has had an amazing effect on me, like like a monumental effect on me. I love that they took a nod to some classic horror with Linda Blair making a cameo appearance um, as one of the reporters. They also pay tribute to my all-time favorite horror movie, which is Carrie. Um, Stephen King! Yes. (laughs) When he talked about... Oh, you the know, pig's in, blood. In, in yeah, the pig's blood. You know, yeah. same thing they used for pig's blood and carrot. Yeah, corn syrup, the same thing. Yeah. Exactly. And I just, I, I thought that was so genius to like pay tribute to those things, but also say, hey, yeah, this is we want to introduce you guys like a fresh new face mm-hmm. of. I do like that you can go back and see Billy's death scene, and 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 you can kind of see how they would have done it. Like he's not, like he's not directly stabbed. He turns right. around and then turns back yes. around, so you can, you know what I mean. There would be a way to finagle some some corn's blood, or if he had something that you know right. Stu could have stabbed. Uh, going back to the Linda Blair thing, uh, it's funny because you know in the first scene with with Billy and Sydney, he says, you know, I was I was watching um, Exorcist at home and yeah. it was edited for TV All and you know so yeah and he, he <clears throat> brings that up and then you see like that is like I love her I love Linda Blair like I think this but that that cameo she's so aggressive she's like she how's it feel to be almost butchered the people have a right to know yeah. and I'm like, yeah. damn okay um like out in front of the school <laughs> yeah it's like she just wants to go to school like oh my god yeah didn't Wes Craven make a cameo also? He did. He's Uh, like really, he was like really against that too. He was like, no, I don't want to do that. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And like, um. I thought it was genius. Exactly. Like, Like, it's probably my favorite cameo in movie history. Yeah. It's so freaking awesome. He plays the janitor Fred, you know, like. (laughs) And it was just like, oh, I know that. And he saw it, like, that's not on all street. And he also did that. And he's dressed up as that. And oh my God. Hey, Fred. Yeah. You know? It's so freaking good. It was amazing. Now, as someone who didn't grow up with those movies and is not really familiar with the slasher genre, I know that there's a joke in the beginning scene with Drew Barrymore about how she was, he. I don't know if he was asking like what her favorite movies were, but she said something like um, Nightmare on Elm Street, but the only the original, the the remake suck or something like that. Yeah. yeah or she, yeah. she says, um, 
she's guessing his favorite movie because hers okay. is Halloween. And she's like, um, Nightmare on Elm Street. And he's like, is that the one where the guy has knives for fingers? I like that movie. It's scary. And she's like, yeah, the first one was, but the rest sucked. And that was a comment on the fact that Wes Craven directed the first one, but he didn't but direct not the right. others. But okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. at that point, um, Wes Craven had like 1994 – Right. New Nightmare had come out. So that was like the last real um, big horror movie that that Wes Craven had done before he started Scream. And he was like, (laughs) the rest suck. I love New Nightmare. So Uh, I do. That's a whole other story. But anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The reference to movies and the and the jokes and and that kind of stuff that like has has subtext when you know about like the behind the scenes stuff is what is so remarkable to me. And when you when you rewatch rewatch the the movie you know they're constantly playing on the fact that randy you know is this movie geek and and he knows all the rules and yeah. you know but billy makes multiple uh, yeah. uh, comments about different horror movies you know uh, he the exorcist being edited for tv yeah he says you know the corn syrup same thing they use as pig bloods and pig's blood and carry yeah you know um he says did, did norman bates have a motive mm-hmm. Like, and it makes sense that he would know all this and be so into it. He was really trying to make his own horror movie. Yeah. I mean, so these kids that are so entrenched in horror and the movies of the day, like, that's the kind of, that's the kind of movie I want to watch. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. that's the kind of dial. That's the things I want to talk about. And I think, like, even watching it when I was younger, I didn't even understand. Like, I didn't know what the Richard Gere gerbil story, story was. Yeah. I had no idea I what that was. Yeah. originally either. Like, I, it went over my head. Do you but. know what that is, Jordan? I know. So in my research, I saw that that was one of the quotes. Like I, something like you only hear that story a certain number of times before you start to believe it or something. Yeah, what is yeah, the quote? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. It's exactly like Tatum yeah. says that because, you know, it's about rumors and things. Cotton and her, and her mom. And uh, yeah, it's yeah. basically like. The rumor was that Richard Gere. Do you know what? Oh God, I don't even want to. I don't even want this to have been a like a part of our podcast. But do you know what gerbiling is? I can only assume it's an animal yeah. that goes up something. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I guess that was yeah. a rumor back in the day that Richard <laughs> yeah. Gere participated. I, I and apparently they they told Wes Craven if you leave that line in the film, you're you're done. Your, your career is done. And yet, yeah, he's still in there. You know. Um, I was watching something and people were just talking about his legacy and it's like he made groundbreaking horror in the 70s with The Last House on the Left. He made groundbreaking horror in the 80s with Nightmare and then he turned back again and did groundbreaking horror in the 90s first with Scream. Yeah. And for someone to have had a legacy like that is is very like, unlikely, especially in the horror field. I mean, he consistently was like, an advocate of wanting to tr- to do other things. But, like, I think he, by the end of it, he he knew, like, this is what he's iconic for. This is what you're known for. This is what people love you for. And this is what you're best at. He's yeah. a mastermind. I remember reading this, like, a while ago. There are parts in the scripts, um, I think, maybe not in the first one, but, like, further on, when he knew that Wes was going to, to direct them, it would be like, she walks down the hallway, Wes will make it scary. That's what he said. He, he just <laughs> in the amazing. script, he was just like, Wes has got this. Yeah. And, oh, God. I just, I love that man so much. I was literally getting a little teary-eyed just thinking about him last night as I was, I was kind of like trying to write down all my notes and everything. Oh. Um, so I have such affection for this man. Like, he really 
did some incredible, incredible work. Scream is a kind of movie, I said this in, in take one, like Scream will always exist and it will serve as a reminder of you know what was popular at that time and yeah. horror at that time. But I think that the idea and the impact of it to me, kind of indicate that this this movie could be remade in 20 years, and I would still want to see that version. You know right. what I mean? I don't think anything will ever have as special of a place in my heart um, as these four movies, <clears throat> but I would like to see this idea, you know, translated into 2030 horror. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, I don't know. And I, I think that that was his hopes too. You know, yeah. I'm kind of reinventing and, and making a new genre of yeah. horror. So hopefully that can be done again. And yeah, I think exactly. that he would love that. He yeah. would love for yeah. it to be, you know, reinvented and, and redone. And you know what's great? I mean, I know that Wes Craven is, has passed or whatever, but Kel Kevin Williamson is still alive and well. Yeah. So um, uh, that idea, I mean, I understand like the, the original actors don't necessarily want to do it if, if Wes isn't there. Like I can understand that. Right. They, they did all four of these movies like, you know, as a unit. But um if if they were to redo it today, who would you want to direct it? Hmm. Who would I want to direct it? Jesus, I know. Like That's who hard. who who do you think could do that justice? Who do you think Wes would would pass that baton on to? Hmm. Who would he Damn, trust? That's, That's such a really hard. hard. <laughs> I mean, like modern horror, like nowadays, like the 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 horror movies that I really get excited about are not anything like Scream. Like I'm yeah. I'm really into Ari Aster right now. Like I like Midsummer and Hereditary are like I loved Hereditary. Yeah, That's so good. So yeah, have you, have you seen like have you seen Midsummer? I have not. Okay, brace yourself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, like, I don't think he would, you know, be the right kind of – I don't know, man. That, that's a like really hard decision. There's only a handful of horror directors, I think. Like, Andy Muschietti is one that comes to my mind. Um, James Wan, obviously. And I think uh, Jordan Peele. And I think mm -hmm. the four of those that we just brought up are kind of, like, yeah. kind of always going to be remembered for their yeah. horror stuff. But Yeah, I think, honestly, like, if I, if I had to just pull the trigger right now um, – and it's not because I, I, you know, I really, really liked it too. It was not as good as it won, but it's not like Andy Muschietti didn't direct both of those movies. I think I would pick Andy Muschietti. Really? Uh, to continue, yeah, because or Musch Muschietti or whatever. Muschietti. I know I consistently pronounce his name wrong. Um, <clears throat> just because wrong I can't thing. like honestly, uh, I want Jordan Peele to do other things. Like I want <laughs> I the trajectory he's on is great, and I'm worried about Andy Muschietti getting um, caught up in and doing other things other than horror. Like I, I know that like horror is a good place to jump in on the ground level and then be able to propel your career maybe in a different like, that's what um Adam Sandberg did who directed like Lights Out. Yeah. He started on YouTube, directed Lights Out, directed um, Annabelle Creation and now did Shazam and so he you know he was able to make horror movies and then now do something different. Like I I don't know like you, if you graded horror movies keep making freaking horror movies. <laughs> we, we always need more good horror movies. Like yeah. That will never I agree. Not be um, a focus of mine. God, we go off on so many tangents. <laughs> I mean, I think it's good discussion, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I. Um... So I'm gonna tell, say my favorite line. So oh, I, don't I, I don't think yes. I, I don't think I had done that. Um, yeah, probably not. It was really hard. I was like thinking. I was like, gosh, there's so many good choices. Uh huh. But I had to go with Randy. 
of course. Um, and it's it's the millennium motives are incidental. I thought that was that, so yeah. <laughs> just perfect. It is. That and, is amazing. And it just, you know, so unique to, or, you know, true to his character. They even kind of played on that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah, The further the movies went. So, yeah, that's for sure one of my favorite lines. I, I love that. And I, I love that you kind of, like, <clears throat> towards the end, were thinking, like, oh, wow. Because that, 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 that notion rang back in my head when they were like, no one ever figured out why Hannibal Lecter liked to kill people. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. these motherfuckers better have a reason for this shit. <laughs> and they did. And it was another, it's another one of those things where it's just like, you take an expectation and you subvert it. Yeah. So yeah, yeah the, Brandy is an, another iconic character. Like these characters, you know, certain ones have gone on to do different things. And obviously like Drew Barrymore is not only known for, um, Casey. Yeah. yeah. But like in my head, <clears throat> When I think of all of these actors, I, I just immediately go to their screen roles. Yes, you know, absolutely. like even even Courtney Cox, like <laughs> Friends is my favorite TV show of all time, and I still think of Gail over Monica. Like, yes. I just, I agree. Yeah. I feel the same. And Nev Campbell, I mean, she was doing, you know, Party of Five. Yeah, but still, the craft and yeah, in the craft. Yeah, I mean, that was a great movie, but still, she will always be Sydney. You know. Yeah. <clears throat> she, I've noticed watching these movies has this mannerism that I think is so funny. I noticed it watching like the second movie. Whenever it gets time for her to be uh, like either crying or or picking up the phone and realizing that it's someone else, she squints. She does this squint thing that's like, like you'll, you'll, I don't know. Do you know what I'm talking about at all? I, kinda, I think yeah, I kind of yeah, do. Yeah. I can see her doing it. Yeah. And it's almost like a switch sometimes. Like it just, it just, it just flips. Like you just tell that she has <laughs> I'm this. I'm going to have to watch it back now. And just like that is her horror that. face. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> yeah. like she needs a pair of sunglasses or something because the light's yeah. too bright. I don't know. But it's, or it's she just... does like the, the thing like where she holds her hand at her forehead and she's yeah. Like, yeah. she does yeah. that yeah. a lot too. <laughs> I, she is the kind of, actress that like while well, obviously she'll always be Sydney for me she does not get enough work nowadays like people need to give her way more jobs she's so good she's yeah don't yeah. don't let that make you think that I disliked her at all she was oh absolutely no no no. Great. I, she was, no I got I you her. I got you I talked about this in take one I almost said episode one but okay <laughs> I did not I, I talked about the scene that took a long time and all that shit it's scene 118 you had said that it took... 21 days. 21 days. Because it's essentially the party scene, which is... I, I Like, I, I wrote this down. It is, you know, the entire party when everything happens, but it killed Tatum, Kenny, Stu, and Billy twice. It featured the attack of Sydney, Gail, Randy, Sydney's dad, and Dewey, who they planned on uh, killing, by the way. Uh, <laughs> did you know that? Like, he died in the script. And oh, wow. by the end of it, uh, Wes Craven was just like... I think we would kind of be remiss if we did not film um, Dewey making it because yeah. there's obviously going to be, you know, uh, if there is potential for a second movie, yeah. we're going to want to put his ass in there. Which mm -hmm. you know. turns out he has like him and Gail both, like yeah. nine lives. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Really. exactly. Yep, yep, yep. Jeez, you got more lives than a cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we talked about the, the, like, the experience where you could actually go to California and, like, spend the night yes, in that yeah. house or whatever. 
again, one of my great regrets that I didn't know it was happening because I would have. I didn't know. Yeah, I would have grabbed yeah. you and we would have gone. <laughs> um, but like that is like a, a house. It's a residence. People, uh, I get. I don't I, that particular event. I don't know when it's happening. I don't think it's like an annual thing. Right. Um, but. It's amazing. Like, there's such reverence for this movie, and they're right. so that is a, like a, a place that people want to visit and spend time in. Like yeah. Stu Mocker's house. I don't know. That's so cool well, to and me. Too. Like, I remember in um, the third one, feeling the way Sydney did when she walked onto that set and yeah. seeing the house, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. Like I, I felt. Everything she was feeling, like, I was like, "Holy shit!" Like this, you were there in it's that like coming moment home. again. Yeah. yeah, you like you were just transformed back to that that party scene, and you know her being in her bedroom with Billy, and oh, that yeah. was just. Can so I also good. say, um, Sydney's dad must have been doing well, like single parent income, I and mean, maybe maybe his or her mom had like a bunch of life insurance <laughs> or something like that, but like. That, that the, house her house is incredible. Crazy, yeah. Like right on, like uh, <clears throat> like in California, like over this valley. Yeah, I, I just always remember being like, "Damn, Sydney, you got even, a really nice even house." Sue's house, like yeah. Oh shit, holy yeah, crap. yeah. Like, that was just. So, and like these are just like, I mean, it's like they go to a public school, like they're just regular kids, but no, they have. Yeah. Inc- I mean, it, it lends itself to like, uh, you know, so much is able to happen. Stu Marker's house needed to be big oh, absolutely. so that all these things can happen absolutely. and and, be, and and Tatum can be in a garage door and nobody right. notices that you right. know the rest of the right. movie funny thing when they they were shooting the scene the final scene where you know Sue and Billy reveal themselves as yeah. the killer and Sydney ends up kind of escaping away and she calls and she's talking to him in the ghost face voice and Billy throws the phone yeah. at Sue. He he literally that actually happened. He, oh, shit. he lost grip of the phone and it hit him. And that's why like he legit was like, you hit me with the phone, you dick. <laughs> that is that is another one of the greatest lines yes. in cinematic history. Yes. No, like that <laughs> the he phone, dick. literally hit him with the phone. Yeah. Oh my in that god. Scene. And they just decided, well that yeah. was brilliant. Why Absolutely. would we ever edit that? You know? It's the um, kind of like like knowing that so much of their personality was like put yes. in that scene, yeah. like uh, Stu makes that scene oh, with like absolutely. the spitting through the whole like. Yeah, oh, I feel a little woozy. Yeah, <laughs> yes. And then like the it's a scream, baby. Like yeah. how weird is that? The movie was called Scary Movie at that time. Yes. They did not. Yeah. That was not like when movies say the title. Yeah, yeah. In the yeah. movie, you're always like, ah, yeah. they said it, you yeah. know. But um, it wasn't scream it was, at that yeah. time. Was, yeah. Which is crazy. This is actually something I don't know if you guys know this. This is like I, this blew me away. I, this is something I actually learned. <laughs> what are you laughing oh. at? I, I know this too. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. You can say it. Though. You know. You say it. That no, no, no. It's, it. it's all good. I feel like we've literally been um, talking so much during it's this. It's fine. It's it's really fun to see you guys like this excited. Oh, well, good. I'm glad. <laughs> no, it's it really is. It really is. But, I mean, it was originally called Scary Movie, but the producers didn't really quite like that. So they referenced the actual name of the movie Scream from the Michael Jackson, Janet Jackson song that had the same name. Which is, like, that's so funny because, like, like I've always known that like there is a song called Scream that is, like, really good. And then there is, a obviously, a movie called Scream. I had no idea that they were, like related right, to right. you know that, that i learned that yesterday i think that is <laughs> that is so and also cool. it's kind of 
ironic and funny and uh, that they used the title Scary Movie yeah. to do like a spoof on Absolutely. the Absolutely. Yeah, series, yeah. 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 But. It is like 100% why that's called Scary Movie yeah. too. Yeah. The Scary Movie movies were funny when I was a little kid. I can't watch them now. They're really yeah. bad. Oh, my God. Yeah, but, like, that kind of set off a genre of, like, superhero movie yeah. and date movie and epic so like, movie. Those, I, I will say, one through three, Scary Movie one through three, I think, are still hysterical. I will still watch those movies. I think they are so funny. I, I think, love Cindy Campbell. I love her. I love I, yeah, Anna, Anna Ferris. Is, She's is great. Really yeah. great. Really I think, great. though, I just, like, I guess in my mind, I was just, like, but her because i was like no like you can't make fun of scream <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah like i was like really like wait a minute like defending like a loved one like excuse me hold no, on that's that funny. that you makes know. sense that makes sense that is very funny <laughs> this movie like reached its success despite like all of these like kind of last minute decisions or like weird things that you would never you know think like with that last minute change with drew the last mm-hmm. minute change with the school the last minute change with the the title of the film right the MPAA wanting to give it an NC-17. And then what happened was like, they were worried about it not getting through. And one of the Weinsteins called up the MPAA and was like, and they talked to him and they got it. And he said, you know, they were asking like, how did you do this? And he said, I just pitched it as a comedy. And like, if you look <laughs> at it as more of like a comedy, it's a satire, you know, right. rather than like this dark, uh, violent horror movie. Right. And it got through and it got its rated R rating. And, you know, and honestly, I think the the Weinsteins are so dirty. They probably paid them or something. But, like, they wanted David Arquette to play Billy. And, and David Arquette went in there and was like, oh, I actually like to, to audition for Dewey. And they were like, really? And he was like, yeah. And he jokingly was like, I want to kiss Courtney Cox. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, But if you think of Dewey as, or David Arquette, as the character he played in the Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he is totally. Billy Loomis. Totally. Ish. Yeah. So I can see I where can they thought that. Definitely but, see um, that. I can definitely but. see that. The, the character of Billy Loomis is like is very referential to, um, I mean, not, not like in a, in a full way, like clearly Skeet Ulrich bears a resemblance to Johnny Depp. Yeah. Johnny Depp was too old to be, you know, to play a teenager in the 90s. Um, but down to the fact that, like, he comes up, uh, like, he enters um, Sydney's room the same way that Johnny Depp enters Nancy's room yes, in yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. Like, it's this is a like a, a, a movie so meta that like p- people will dissect it forever. Yeah, absolutely. I have uh, two last quick fun facts, I guess, and then um, do we want to go into the quiz? Are you guys ready for that? You want to do that or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Uh, so first, uh, I heard that at one point during filming of the opening scene, someone forgot to unplug the phone that Casey was trying to use to call the cops. So there was an actual <laughs> call to 911 <laughs> during Actu- that scene. Uh, yeah, I do remember. He- that's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I've heard yeah. that yeah. too. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. Though. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, not awesome, but yeah. <laughs> it is. I think that's a funny story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and I think this would appeal more to people who are uh, Halloween fans. But at the beginning of the movie, when Casey's parents come home and find out that something is wrong, 
her father tells her mother to go to the Mackenzies, yeah. Yeah. which is the same thing that Laurie Strode told yeah. Lindsay and Tommy to do in Halloween. Yeah. So that was also another kind yeah. of fun callback. And then that was interesting. In Halloween H2O, when she sends Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams, she sends, go down to the Beckers. Yes. So oh. <laughs> she sends, she like That's they amazing. sent that thing back and it, it's both dimension films. That's what I wanted to bring up. I forgot about my dimension film point. A lot of people talk about New Line Cinema, which is um, the they call it the house that Freddie built because it was a it was like a, a horror subsidiary, and uh, the the Nightmare on Elm Street movies really kind of carried that studio for a while. Yeah. Right. Now, I think it's safe to say that Dimension is the house that Ghostface built because. Uh, they had essentially been releasing like bad horror sequels in the Halloween and Hellraiser franchise up until Scream came in, and they, you know, obviously went on to to produce the rest of them, but uh, also were able to do you know things like the Halloween remake, right. Halloween H two O, like movies that at least you know from a horror perspective are beloved and iconic. Scream really helped them to become a horror uh staple yeah like i remember thinking like dimension was where it's at you know when i was younger i was like oh that's so cool maybe i'll grow up and be able to work for them you know (laughs) so i have i believe it's 15 questions maybe um 14 because i feel like we already answered one in this episode the first um, one is you can never have sex. <laughs> you already uh, lost it out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I already get a bonus point for that. The fact know. that this is only uh, movie one, like I'm definitely going to lose this versus. I don't I, know. Like, I would have been able, I think I would have, like I know, obviously know the most about number four because I've seen the movie so many freaking times. But screen one, I feel like you're going to have me. Well, let's let's do it. Let's I'm do not, it. I'm not building false hope, but go Maybe ahead. Maybe we can like team up or something <laughs> yeah. if we, if we okay. don't know this. So I'm we, a friend. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, First question, what is the name of Casey Becker's boyfriend? It is Steve what? Fourth. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> like, oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I'm playing. I was like, okay, how do we do this? I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> You have to hit the buzzer. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you? How do we like select this? Do we just come up with like we like whisper to ourselves or? I don't know. Like or, or maybe guess, you should find whoever okay. whoever says it first. I okay, guess we'll cool, get the point. Cool. That's fine. Um. Okay. Then while on the phone with the killer, what is the first horror trivia question that Casey Becker is forced to answer? Who is the killer in Halloween? What is the answer? Really? <laughs> Jason Myers? Jason. <laughs> no, Michael Riley, Myers. what the fuck? Michael Myers. Did, really, did she really ask you Jason? She did. She said, I want to watch the movie with Jason Myers. But anyway, go ahead. Jesus Moving Christ, on. Uh, when Billy sneaks into Sydney's bedroom, what film does he say he was watching Exorcist. that made him think of her? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. I was giving him the opportunity to hey, to sorry. finish hey, the question. You were cutthroat in the first question. I was cutthroat for that. All right, go ahead. Anyways. Uh, let's see. What class did Casey Becker sit next to Sydney in? English? I don't know. It didn't say it. it <laughs> Jesus English. Christ. It is English. Oh. It's, it's one of those things where I have to like pick the answer and it'll tell me if it's oh, right. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Was, like, English or literature? Yep, it was English. English. Yeah. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Correct. What did the police ask Billy and Stu while questioning them about the death of Casey Becker? Oh, uh, do either of you like I like to hunt? 
Oh yeah. Shit. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no, correct. that is. Why would yeah, 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 yeah. Correct. Why would they ask you that or yeah. whatever? And they were Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, she knows this. Because it takes a man to do something like that. A man's mentality. Yeah. <laughs> While on the phone with Sydney, what Tom Cruise movie does Tatum suggest they rent? All the right moves. Also, just right, you can see his penis. We're such losers. Everybody thinks we're fucking losers now, don't you? I probably people are unsubscribing to this fucking podcast as we speak. Like, oh wow, they suck, nerds. (laughs) If they only knew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's worse than it appears. I feel like you both could answer this at the same time. But what does Gail Weathers say before Sydney punches her in the face? I'll send you a copy. Yep. Bam! Bitch went down. Sid, <laughs> <laughs> super bitch. What does Stu tell Tatum and Sydney to bring to his party? Oh my the god! The provisions or something like that. You guys bring the. No. That's not an option. No. Oh, that's that's standby. <laughs> give, give, give us give us multiple choice. Uh, food, beer, movies, or friends. Beer. Final answer. Yeah, fuck, yeah. I don't know. It is food. Oh, well, I said provisions. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Yeah, okay. We both I, this one, on yeah, that I, one. I was like, I, I'm, I, like, I don't even remember that line. I, I do, because he's like talking about how I'm totally buff. I got you covered, girl. Um, and then yeah, they're yeah, like yeah. walking away. And okay. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Right. Yeah. While hanging out with Sydney before the party, what number can be seen on the front of Tatum's shirt? What the fuck? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Photographic memory, help me. Um, <laughs> I want to say... If you get this right, hold on. I will be absolutely shocked. I have three numbers in my head. And I'm okay. trying to decide which one it is. I have to narrow it down between one and every other number. No, I have... I have Name all three. I'll give you all three. I'll give you all three. Uh, I have 10, 14, or 18 in my head. Well, 10 is an option. And 10 is correct. Oh, well done, done Shelly. <laughs> well, okay. God to be fair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah you've seen it a trillion times. It's fresh. I would know. And that's the thing. <clears throat> like, you guys watched this movie more recently than I did. We, uh, Like, I watched it a, a few days ago yeah. versus, like, just having just watched it. So, Well, I can't. I certainly can't. But I would have never. That's a stupid excuse. I would have never noticed that <laughs> shit. Well, let's see if you notice this one. I feel like this one is probably equally as tricky. How much does the sign say it costs to rent new releases from the video store oh, that fuck. Randy works at? What type of sadistic ass quiz <laughs> bullshit is this? Fuck I this figured quiz. this would be a quiz for mega fans, and uh, I am. I want to know, like, who is the killer? Um, well, there are two. I, I honestly don't even have a clue for this. I have no idea. Um, a dollar. Well, and I feel like I should know, considering I led into this saying that I rented this movie every fucking weekend. <laughs> yeah, you. This is making. Yeah, you should be at the video of rental store. I don't get know. it together, Shelly. I, don't, I honestly don't know. I don't fucking know either. There's no way in hell that I would have ever. Oh my god! Someone listening to this is like, "Y'all are fucking idiots." It's, yeah, it's this, and they're someone gonna get it is, right. Someone is screaming three dollars, three dollars. It was no one is listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's the answer? It was three dollars. Okay, three dollars and ninety six. Like I feel like when I was running movies in like in the late two thousands, it was still three dollars. Like, Wow. Right. So Mo- we movies were expensive. <laughs> <laughs> this one might be a trick question. This one probably would have tripped me up. Uh, while being attacked by the killer, what is the first thing Tatum hits him with? Um, 
So does she hit him with the refrigerator first, like the refrigerator door or alcohol? Um, I think it's the refrigerator door. Refrigerator first, door, and then she throws the beer. Correct. So I would have said beer probably, but it's, yeah. it's the freezer well, it, door. But I'll, I'll my first too. thought was okay. She threw the beer, but then you said it's a trick question, so I was like, let me yeah. think about it. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just comment? Like, I mean, I, I understand that you can't do this. Like, we wouldn't have a movie, but like these killers would be like limping around and For like real. with bloody noses and yeah. shit like that. Like, they have some bad shit done to them. They would have bruises. Yeah. It'd be easy to, to spot them to, out. To, to tell. And also, Ghostface is, yeah, it's cover head to toe, it's mask on. Like, the idea was that it could be anyone. But I feel like you'd be able to narrow down that, like, in the fourth one, that. Jill, like a tiny little girl, like Emma Roberts, who is very petite. Like, oh, Ghostface is actually a tiny female, not a grown man. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, but okay, continue. I'm sorry. It's just good. like a rant. Um, what is the first rule of horror that Randy mentions? Um, I'm I, giving you a chance to make this right. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know any of the rules. <laughs> okay, you can never have sex. <laughs> good job. Bad. You have redeemed yourself. Yeah. (laughs) In Jordan's sadistic-ass quiz. I am amongst two of the biggest Scream fans that I know. I figured this quiz was appropriate. Shelly's killing it. I don't know what your excuse (laughs) is. So um, (laughs) where was Principal Hembree's body found? The goal or like the field goal post. Yeah, it was hung up on the field goal post. Correct. Yeah. football field. Football, yeah. What does Stu say is going to be his motive for killing people? Do you want me to tell you or do you want to Peer pressure. Far too sensitive. <laughs> Peer pressure is correct. Uh, last question. What are Sydney's final words in the movie? Not in my movie? Yeah, is that is it not in my movie? Is that the last thing she says? No. Oh, is she like, oh, dad. Or something. She goes and gets dad out of the... No, that's before that. Oh, fuck. Because Randy says, you know, this is the part where the supposed dead killer comes back to life for one last scare and... Boom, she shoots him in the head, not in my movie. What else is there? I thought she goes, I thought <clears throat> she went and got her dad in the closet. That was before after. that. Oh, no, it's not. Fuck, I don't know. What's the answer? Hold on, I have to get back to the question. Oh, my it God. Immediately, it immediately went to the results, and then when I clicked back, it went to question one. Give me just a second. It's okay. Um, it's got to be like, oh, my God, dad, or something like that. Do you want me to give you the options? Yes. Not in my movie, which wasn't correct. Um, Randy helped me. Are you okay? Dad, I love you. Are you okay? Final answer? Yes. That is correct. Yes. Yeah, I think I think she says like to her dad, okay. are you okay? Yeah, yeah, he like yeah. busts through at the end. Right. And like they completely forgot about the dad. I mean, obviously you need to kill the killers first, right. but Okay, so Nice job, guys. Oh, oh was I, it over? I wasn't, I wasn't keeping score. Yeah, that was Yeah, the last like question. no one won. We all lost in yeah, that. We did. <laughs> but can but, I just can I just no no, no time out. I'm going to speak up for myself. I got 10 on her freaking shirt. That was really yeah. fucking and impressive. two, you blew the rules of surviving a horror movie from Jump Street. So yeah. you automatically lose. Yeah, I probably do. I think, yeah, I, yeah, I, think I agree with Shelly here. Okay. Yeah. I, like, I, there, there is no doubt, there is no <laughs> doubt that there, there is uh, like a superior <clears throat> uh, Scream fan. <laughs> I wouldn't say that, yeah. but. And we were, like I said, if we were doing four... Mm. Four is definitely the movie I've seen the most times, and it's probably one of my top ten favorite movies of all time. So I have absolutely loved talking to you guys about this movie. Yes. I feel yes, like we have so much exhausted... Fun. Thank um, you for having me, guys. <laughs> yeah, I, it was... 
It was such a pleasure to um, talk to you about this stuff. I know that we've been talking about doing this for a very long time. So um, I'm really glad to have you on. Please feel free to come back anytime and talk to us about more movies. Of course. Uh, and guys, I think that's, I think we're good, right? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. Thank you, Shelly. This was so much fun. Thank you for having me. I had a blast. I want to like, I wish we could use like, parts of the movie because I just feel like this 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 podcast should end with like the pan out of the um uh, like of the house or whatever and then the first cool hive <clears> song <throat> is coming on yeah and it's like Whoa. yeah like, that, that's just, something for real that we did not talk about but that soundtrack is amazing incredible. absolutely it's it's <laughs> yeah it is bar none yes and um the other like I think each movie has a good one but the first one first is superior for sure absolutely um so i would like just pretend with me um that we're like zooming out from house and it all started after a call of 911 and like she's down there and she's like yeah yeah like it's so oh my god i just fucking love this i'm sorry i'm just I, we could i could just yeah. talk for another hour on, or but you know people this, probably still aren't listening at this yeah. point anyway so. this episode is gonna be 19 hours long <laughs> All right. Uh, bye, everybody. Thank you, bye. Jordan. Thank bye. you, Shelly. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Is anybody still there? If you are, thank you all so much for listening to episode 21 of Take 3, a movie podcast. It was produced and edited by Nicholas Crawford and Jordan Sato. We are getting into the Halloween season now, so get ready for lots of spooky content coming your way the next couple weeks. If you want to listen to more of our episodes, check us out at Take3AMP.com and follow us on all social media at Take3AMP. Also, don't forget that starting at just $5 a month, you can get exclusive access to perks, bonus episodes, and merchandise. Special thanks to our amazing guest this week, Shelly Posey. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week.